They also made us sing in training camp. Oh, really? Get in front What'd of you sing? Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. Like, y'all can hear my voice. I'm not the best singer. I'm Adam Brenneman. This, 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 this is. Next up. Jason, man, appreciate you coming out. Appreciate you uh, finding some time in busy Super Bowl week to come uh, come talk to us, man. Sure, for sure. I'm excited to be here, man. So you said it's the first time in Scottsdale? <laughs> yeah, first time, first time. Yeah, a little colder than you thought it was going to be? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a little warmer as I got up this morning. You a sweatshirt, man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't bring many sweatshirts, but um, I'm loving it so far. No, it's a, it's a great place. What's Super Bowl week like for an NFL player? I think a lot of times fans don't realize, like, it's an intense week for you because you, you're probably doing events and appearances like this. So what, what's it like for you? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much a work week doing a lot of you know different marketing stuff doing a lot of different you know stuff like this podcast yeah. you know meeting meeting new people so it can get kind of tiresome but you know it's fun at the same time yeah now the podcasts are fun right That's yeah the best definitely, part. definitely man I want to start with you faced some adversity early in your NFL career your first round pick eighth overall you get hurt year <coughs> one and then you come back in year two and you have one of the best seasons of a DB um, all year, Pro Bowl snub, uh, as I'm sure you've heard a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, just take me through what, what it was like to kind of bounce back from the adversity like that and, and have the kind of season that you had. Um, it was just, you know, all about trying to just have mental toughness. It was a process, you know, like you said, going top 10 and breaking your foot third game is not ideal. And getting the news you're going to be out for the season. So it was frustrating, but just taking it day by day, you know, trying to do everything right when it came to rehab, you know, trying to still get around the guys and be in the, the meetings and still get that team family feel even though you out. But, you know, it was, it was tough, but I was excited to get back out there this year and, you know, show my skills and show, you know, the type of player I am. And I uh, still got a lot more work to do, so just ready ready for next season. Do you have a favorite moment of this past season? I mean, you made, you made a bunch of big plays, a couple interceptions. What, what, what was your favorite play? I would probably say Seattle, interception yeah. in Seattle. Uh, it was a big game for me. You know, obviously going against DK, one of the best, you know, receivers in the league. Making that play in Seattle in that atmosphere, you know, all the twelves going crazy. You know, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun experience. So definitely that that, that game. Let, let's go all the way back to uh, your recruiting process and and how you end up picking South Carolina. I think you were down to Tennessee <laughs> and South Carolina. Were those your final two? I mean, you yeah. you had offers from everyone in the country. Take me through that that decision. How you picked? How you picked USC? Yeah, I was committed to Tennessee first yeah. um, with, you know, Coach Jones when he was there, him and his staff. And um, they had let go of Coach Jones. And that while I was committed to Tennessee, South Carolina just kept recruiting me, kept recruiting mm -hmm. me every day the coach was calling. Um, and we just had a good relationship. So I felt like when they let go of Coach Jones and I decommitted, it was only right that I go to South Carolina. Uh, Alabama, I, I kind of liked Alabama too, yeah. so it kind of came down to those two. But... You know, obviously, I went to South Carolina, and you know, it turned out turned out great for me. Give me your best recruiting story, or like the craziest thing a coach said to you in, in recruiting. Because I've heard some funny ones. I mean, I you know, I got recruited. <laughs> I've heard, and I ask every big time recruit this question, and there's always some funny stories I get, man. <laughs> I ain't, I don't really have anything crazy, but the craziest experience is probably just sitting in front of Nick Saban, bro. Wild. Yeah, I, yeah. I did it too. It was yeah. it was not. What what did he say to you? What was his? Pitch? I don't even know because my like I was so <laughs> I was so in shock. <laughs> Um, all I heard was him offering me the scholarship, but everything he else was everything else he was saying was just like a blur. Um, just sitting in front of him and being at a university like that, yeah. it was just you know a humbling experience. Were you in his office? 
Yeah. So it's, if, it, if it's the same way, now I'm way older than you. If it's the same way, it's a dark, dark office, right? Mahogany <laughs> yeah. wood everywhere. Like yeah. it's, in, it's intimidating when you walk in there. Yeah, it definitely, <laughs> definitely set the mood in. It is kind of intimidating. Let's talk about this past season. You guys start off really slow, almost make the playoffs at the end. Mm -hmm. Take me through kind of the ups and downs of the past season, the turmoil and the coaching, you know, yeah. the coaching situation. What was, what was it like going through that? I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. And it kind of just, me being new to the NFL, it kind of showed me how like, how long the actual season is because we started out slow. Um, they let go of our coach. In my opinion, we had the best running back in the league. They yeah. they traded C-Mac mm -hmm. and we had a new interim coach come in. So it was like, I feel like everybody kind of gave up on us and it was like, the Panthers just rebuilding. You know, we found a way to come together and put together some wins under Coach Wilkes. And we was fighting for the playoffs, you know, towards the end of the season. Uh, unfortunately, we came up a game short, you know, against the Bucks, but it kind of just showed me that you just got to keep going through the season because it's so long. They could turn around at any point. Yeah. Because, you know, we all, every team has good athletes. You know, it's yeah. NFL. So it's all about just finding that right gel and putting it all together at the right time, you know, trying to make a run for it. How much longer did the NFL season feel than a college season? Like, two, it's two times as long, right? It's way longer. It's way <laughs> longer. Uh, it's kind of you just hit a point where you're just cruising. Like, yeah. I'm not even looking at what week we in, <laughs> who we playing, just – let me get to the next Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to change any way in like how you took care of your body based on how long the season is? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just trying to, that was my main thing, especially being hurt my rookie year. Um, I feel like I can do better with treating my body outside yeah. the facility. Just kind of trying to change things so I don't get hurt. Um, but yeah, definitely being more of a pro and being in the facility earlier, staying a little later just to get that extra body work, just to try to make it through those 17 games because yeah. that's a tough thing to do, you know. Injuries happen, but staying healthy for 17 games. It's a that's, long time, bro. Yeah, it's hard to do, so you definitely got to stay up on it. Yeah. Let's go back to um, this past season with the, the the changes you guys went through. Coach Wilkes comes in as the as the interim, and, and you guys play really well. You turn it around, almost make the playoffs. What are your thoughts on how that process went down of, you know, Coach Wilkes? Do you, do you feel like he was overlooked at all? Or kind of what are your thoughts on the whole – the way that that situation was handled? Oh, um, man, I don't, I don't really know. You know, it's only so much as a player that you know. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't really too much get into that. You know, I do know Coach Wilkes was a great coach. Probably one of the best leaders of men that I've just been around, period. Um, the way he got us motivated, like like I said earlier, starting off bad, losing our best running yeah. back, like the mood in the locker room was down. Like we were like, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna win games? Yeah. Um, and Coach Wilkes, he turned it around. You know, he, he gave us that confidence uh, to go out there and play our best football. And we, was, we did that. And like I said, we came up short, but it was just, you know, an honor playing with him and being able to, you know, experience him for the short time he yeah. was in Carolina. You think he deserves a head coaching job? For sure, yeah. for sure. You know, like I said, he's one of the best leaders, period, yeah. that I've been around. Um, you're not gonna sugarcoat anything. Yeah. You're gonna demand the best from your from the best players. Like, he'll call the best players out and tell you, hey, <laughs> you're one of the best players, so play like it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the type of relationship, you know, the guys have with him, you know he wants the best for you, so nobody really gets in their feelings yeah. or anything about it. Let's put your GM hat on right now. You guys have a top 10 pick in this <laughs> coming draft. Who, like, what, what what position would you do you think they should go with? What uh. You know, what kind of direction do you think the, the front office should, should go? Man, I, I see everybody saying quarterback yeah. is what we're supposed to be doing. But you know, like I said, man, that's, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just out there to, you know, lock guys down and play cornerback. Oh, I love it, man. I, but it's funny. Like, how much do you get – do you actually 
pay attention to that stuff? Like, do you pay attention to the media, the Twitter stuff? Are you a guy that like reads a lot of stuff or are you like off Twitter during the season? Or, you know, how, how do you, how do you stay focused when everyone's talking about everything all the time? I feel like for most guys it's tough, but for me, I don't really pay much attention to it. You know, I see the stuff, but at the end of the day, I, I go back to the, uh, the man in the arena, little yeah. quote, just, I'm focused on football. I'm focused on showing my teammates, you know, the best player I can be, you know, proving to my coaches the best player I can be. I'm not really too much caught up on social media and what the fans think. And I feel like that's the way you gotta be because yeah. the NFL is so up and down. You know, you can have a great week one week and a bad week the next week and you can't get up and get too much caught up in what people yeah. think or saying about you. So I uh, I know I called you a Pro Bowl snub earlier, but my, my team sent me some stats here from, from this season. You allowed the fewest receptions in the league, 23 receptions, fewest yards, 216, lowest passer rating in the league against you, 39.4. You did not allow a touchdown all season. Incredible stats. Yeah. So were you a Pro Bowl snub? It's tough to say just because it's just like you read off those stats, man. There's so many good corners in the NFC. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan of football, so just watching guys like Darius Slay, uh, Trevon Diggs, Jalen Ramsey, either one of us could could, could get in, and I, I didn't play the whole season. You know, I, I missed yeah, four yeah, games. Yeah. I had broken ribs. I broke my wrist. So I understand, you know, <laughs> hopefully next year I can get in there. And a lot of the players told me once you make your first one, it's kind of like cruise sailing from there. So yeah. hopefully next year I can get in there, you know, and uh, compete with those guys. Is it surreal at all to hear those stats, like how good of a season you actually had? <laughs> yeah, man, the whole experience being in the NFL is – it's yeah. surreal, you know. Sometimes I just catch myself like I'm living out the dream. So, you know, yeah. I'm just I'm just happy to be here. Give me your top five DBs in the NFL right now. I'm gonna exclude myself. Yeah, exclude uh, yourself. Yeah, yeah. we call some controversy <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah, I say uh, just I go off this season because it's hard to just say yeah. a top five. But top five this season, I'll probably put Pat and Sauce at one and two. Yeah, Sertain and Sauce. Um, either way, you want to do it. I think Darius Slay probably at three. You know, he's one of those older guys who year in and year out, you know what you're going to get from him. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of his game. Probably his guy that plays on the other side, James Bradbury. Yeah. He had a solid year. No, I forgot one. I'll probably go Tyreek Willen at four. Okay. He had a big season. Yeah. Uh, at five, I would probably go Trevon Diggs. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like not a lot of people talking about him this year, but he he was locked down this year. You know, yeah. I feel like everybody talked about how many yards he gave up he last year. He gets a lot year. of flack for how many touchdowns yeah. he gives up. <laughs> yeah, but this year he was, I feel like he played pretty good, didn't give up much. Followed other teams, number one guys. Yeah. Um, And just, you could just I watch a lot of tape, so you could see the change from his game last year to this year, yeah. and how much more like technical sound he is. So i probably put him at the five spot. That, that'll probably be my top five this year. Are you a talker? When you're when you when you're playing press coverage, are you? I mean, I know how DBs are, man. Yeah. I know, are you are you a, are you talking a lot out there? It depends, man. It depends what who we playing. You know, um, if the other guys are talking, which you know sometimes it get like that. If they start talking, then I'm I'm gonna go out there. Yeah, I'm not gonna stop. Which receiver is the best shit talker that you went I, against? I ain't gonna lie. In the league, I haven't. Corlin Sutton was the only one. Okay. Who kind of? Yeah, we had a back and forth. That's a right. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got into it on the sideline and stuff, it, but that was a fun matchup. Um, but outside of that, I didn't, I didn't really play against anybody who talk yeah. talk trash. That's funny. Do Do you prefer uh, being in press? Do you prefer playing off a little bit? Like, what's your what's your favorite, uh, like favorite way to cover a, a receiver? Um, definitely press. You know, I feel like you got those long arms, right? You want yeah, to <laughs> yeah. That's that's to my advantage. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a bigger guy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really like playing 
off too much. If I can get up there and press, I'm definitely going to you know, play press man. I love it. Um, how do you approach a matchup when, when you're covering a number one receiver? Take me through kind of your like preparation <coughs> uh, and then like how you approach it in-game when you're, when you're covering you know, a top guy. Um, you know, well, during the week, I just watch a lot of – Watch a lot of the offense, you know, just games, just straight through, maybe three or four games back to back, just to first I try to just get a feel with how to for how the OC want to use them. Yeah, you know, are they trying to give them quick outs and stuff early on and get them involved? Like, what are they doing to try to get him the ball? Um, what are they doing on this down and distance? What what routes I'm gonna get from mm-hmm. this formation? Like all that stuff comes from me just watching three or four games in a row. You just naturally yeah. pick up on it, and then later as we progress through the week, I kind of dial in just on the receiver. Um, watch the releases, what kind of releases they got, what's their go-tos, um, when they run a slant, are, are they giving me dime release, are they getting straight into it? Then from there, I just I kind of watch, just watch it all the way up to su- Saturday night. Um, and by Sunday, man, when you watch so much of it. He's in the barn, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it slow down. It's yeah. like he made one move off the line, you're like, oh, I didn't seen this before. Yeah. Like, I know where he's going. Or they might come out in the set. Like, for example, Seattle game, mm-hmm. that, that interception. When they came out, and that set, and it was first and 10, he came off the ball. I had seen the tendency, like when he put his head down, he's stopping. Wow. So we was in cover three and he came out, came off the ball real hard with his head down. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I stopped my feet. I'm like, oh, he's stopping. And he had ran it out. And uh, I, I was kind of on it real quick. So just little things like that. The more you watch, you pick up on little tells that, mm-hmm. you know, make it way easier for you on Sunday. Did you learn a lot of that when you got to the league? Or did you, you know, where did you learn how to study film? I, I think a lot of young players, like, they try to watch film, but, yeah. you know, there's a way you got to study it. You can't just sit there and watch a whole game because you ain't going to learn anything. Where did you learn how to study like that? I'm um, kind of in college. You know, I've always been a fan of, of football, just watching games. But in college, when we got there and they told me we had every game going back to, like, 2008 on our iPads, yeah. like, of any, every every team ever. <laughs> NFL game, college game, yeah. any game. So I, would, I just kind of fell in love with just going back and watching yeah. you know, old tape like Darrell Reeves, you know, old guys. And, um, you know, when we start getting into the season and I was able to, like, tell the coach, oh, I need a cut-up of this receiver and press. Yeah. And they can make you a specific cut-up to where you're just clicking through watching exactly what you want to watch. I kind of just fell in love with watching tape. And as I got to the league, you know, obviously it's a different game um, than college as far as like schematically wise. Uh, so I had to learn different ways to watch it. Um, and my coach, uh, Evan Cooper, he did a good job of, you know, teaching me that. And um, that's kind of the method I use as I watch tape today. That's awesome. I think that's another part that fans don't realize like how much goes into that preparation of studying yeah. the receivers and all that kind of stuff. We talked about the coaching turmoil a little bit, but you have a new head coach, Coach Wright. What's been your first impression of him? What have those interactions been like? Um, I actually haven't had a chance to meet him yet. You know, I, I talked to him over the phone, but, you know, he seems like a real cool guy. I'm real calculated on, you know, his plan. You know, just talking to other guys, you know, that play with him, like Stephon Gilmore, uh, Kenny Moore, they had nothing with great things to say about him, you know, as a coach. So, you know, I'm excited to, to get to work with him. That's funny. You haven't, you haven't met him yet. Is that because you guys have just been traveling a bunch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, well, I'm not in a facility yeah, like that, you know. He, yeah. they, they've been busy, you know, yeah. trying to build a staff. So we haven't, we haven't ran into each other yet, but I'm sure we will, you know, yeah. sooner or later. For sure. When the coaching process is going, and they're hiring a new head coach, uh, how much does the, the kind of front office inform you guys of what's going on? Do you, or are you kind of like, do you find out on Twitter who they hire, like everyone else does? Yeah, <laughs> uh, they throughout the process, they don't, 
I mean, me personally, they didn't really, they weren't telling me yeah. who they were looking you at. You weren't in the interviews right <laughs> Nah, yeah. I, as a player, I mean, I, like I said, that's yeah, above our yeah. pay grade. So we don't really have much say into that. But, you know, they did reach out once they did, once they were sure who they were hiring. Uh, the GM had called me and let me know yeah. and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. That's sweet. So you got a new defensive coordinator too, Coach Rivera. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been, he was great in Denver, has developed a ton of, of great defenses. What have been your, your thoughts on him, interactions with him? Um, I, I haven't met him either, so uh, <laughs> knowing his pedigree, you know, he got a chance to yeah. coach Rams secondary with, with Jalen Ramsey. You know, he was there last year in Denver with Pat. I'm just excited to work with him and just pick up from him, you know, whatever he knows because he's a DB guy. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. You know, it's, it's a new staff. I feel like it's going to be a new sense of fresh air in the building, and I'm just, you know, ready to get to OTAs and get to work. Is it exciting to have a, a – defense coordinator who's a DB guy? Like, do you like that when someone, because it's a whole different perspective when you view a defense from a DB first mentality. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that was, we had a guy like that in college, uh, Travar's coach yeah. T-Rob. He was a DB coach, but he was our D coordinator. So I'm kind of used to that. So yeah. I'm happy to have, you know, coach coming in and kind of playing both of those roles. Let's, uh, let's talk about your draft experience a little bit. Uh, another like cool thing that you went through being a top 10 pick and, and all the hype that surrounded that. Uh, talk me through draft night. What were you doing? What was your what were your nerves like? Did you have any sense of where you were gonna go? Like, what was that experience like? Obviously, throughout the process, I'm, as I'm sure you know, a couple yeah. of teams to tell you like, or oh, if you're there, we're, we're, we're gonna get you. you. Here. Yeah, so <laughs> you have an idea, kind of where you're gonna go. So yeah. I was kind of thinking like eight to fifteen range. But I talked to Coach Rule. He had called me the night before, mm -hmm. so I kind of had a idea maybe Carolina might mm -hmm. might come and get me. My main worry was like. Where am I gonna be living? Like I didn't know if I was gonna get drafted to Detroit, Denver, like these cold places. Yeah. I'm like, man, I just hope I'm somewhere close to Atlanta, close to home. Yeah. And it's it's not cold. Yeah. So what a great fit, man. That's yeah, awesome. Carolina is an hour away from my college, uh three hours away from my hometown. Yeah. So it's it's a perfect fit. You know, it's definitely the perfect spot for me. Did you have a meeting with Carolina in the draft process that you just like crush it and you left them you left them or maybe it was a pre draft visit where you left and you were like I think they love me. <laughs> I actually thought they didn't like me, bro, because some of the teams, uh, they get on there and try to, like, grill you. They show all your bad <laughs> plays just to see, like, how you're going to react to it. Yeah. And they might say, like, ask you a crazy question or something, and you like, man, what's, what's up? Y'all <laughs> like me? So I didn't even think, like, Carolina, they was just kind of hard on me, yeah. like, kind of stern. So I didn't, I wasn't really a fan of the meeting. I was like, that didn't go too good. Yeah. But uh, the night before the drive, you know, Coach Rule, I talked to Coach Rule, and kind of had an idea that it was going to grab me. Um, so I was just excited when I got the call. Do you have any uh, really tough questions you were asked during the draft process? Like any, any uh, and I'm sure you are getting a ton when you're a potential top 10 pick. Yeah, uh, it's like, it's not tough, but it's like weird questions. I can't remember what team they asked me. They were showing my tape. Uh, and it was like, uh, are you a front runner? Like, we just we just making sure you're not a front runner. <laughs> I'm like, we didn't do much winning in college, man. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of games. We were getting blown out, and I was still out there, you know, trying to play hard and, you know, get through the game. So it was just weird questions like yeah. that kind of just take you back. Yeah. And you uh, kind of make the interview kind of awkward. But, uh, you know, it's it's all a part of the experience. They're trying to get a feel for your personality a little yeah, bit. Like yeah, yeah. Personality type questions. Yeah, right? try to see how how you would take hard yeah. coaching, you know, when it comes down to it. So I understand that when you're investing into somebody, you want that much money, you want to know yeah. any and every little thing. So I understand. You were the first defensive player picked in that draft, I believe, all the way at eight. Yeah. 
I mean, that had to be surreal too. I mean, you're the first de first defensive player off the board. Did that hit you in the moment that you just went eighth overall and, and all that comes with it, that you were the first defensive player picked, you just got an <coughs> enormous signing bonus. <laughs> yeah. You know, like your life has changed forever. What was that, what was it like in that moment? Man, I, I really wasn't even thinking about all that, bro. I was really just... Happy to go to Carolina. <laughs> happy to be in the NFL. Like, yeah. I, I felt like a little kid. Like, I couldn't believe it was actually happening. And I, it didn't really hit me draft night because it was all happening so fast and there were yeah. so many people around. But when I flew out to Carolina the next day and I got a chance to, like, walk on the field, man, I just broke down, like, yeah. out of nowhere because it's just a lifelong dream. You know, as That's a kid, sweet, just yeah. wanting to play in the, in the NFL, playing the big leagues and seeing your locker, seeing your jersey. Uh, having my dad and my family in there, it was just, you know, a surreal moment and uh, probably the best moment of my life. Yeah. When you got to Carolina then, there's a ton of expectation when you're a top 10 pick. Yeah. You know, like how much did you feel that pressure when you got there? I mean, obviously, like there's a ton of hype. Every, you're doing these ceremonies and you know everyone's talking about you. And that's a big, you know, they could have gone a lot of different directions with that number eight pick. Yeah. They choose you. What was that feeling, that pressure like when you got to Carolina right away? And everyone's, when you go to practice, First day, everyone wants to see what the top 10 pick is doing at practice day one. Yeah. Did you notice that at all or feel that pressure a little bit? Yeah, I felt it, but uh, for me, I kind of like those things. Like yeah. my back against Everyone's the wall, watching you. <laughs> everybody watching, like that made me, you know, kind of raise my level. Yeah. My dad played in the league for, you know, 12 yeah. years, 12, 13 years. And so I kind of grew up with it, like going to the going to the little, little league football games in the park. And they're like, oh, that's Joe Horn's son. Like, yeah. And, and it's kind of like everybody watching, you know, the kids gunning after you. So I kind of grew up, you know, loving that. Um, so, and my dad just always told me that, you know, pressure is self-induced. Yeah. You know, you, you, de you determine, you know, how much pressure it is on you and stuff like that. So I just try to go in with a clear mindset and just play football because that's all it is at the end of the day. You just mentioned your dad. I want to talk about him a little bit. NFL legend. Everyone knows Joe Horn, the receiver. What was it like growing up with him and like being around such a such a high performing athlete at a young age and seeing him uh, go through his NFL career? And do you feel like that prepared you to be in the NFL? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it's kind of like a cheat code, as yeah. I explain it, just because <laughs> I kind of knew what to expect going into the draft process. You know, I knew what to expect going into the locker yeah. room because you know my dad did it. So as a as a kid, he was giving me all these gems and stuff like that. And sometimes I didn't understand it, but getting to the league kind of like clicked. Yeah. Like the stuff the coaches and the training staff telling me. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, my, my dad, dad was saying that. <laughs> he been saying that forever. So yeah. it, it kind of just, you know, made it easier for me and call it like a we call it a blueprint. Yeah. You know, just I'm kinda trying to just follow the blueprint and uh try to have a career as you know close yeah. to as good as his. Your dad's famous for pulling out the cell phone and doing the <laughs> doing the celebration. How old are you when he did that? I was probably like six, you five or six years old. Yeah, I do. My mom didn't let us go to the game. So oh, that's really? kind of the story behind it. My mom didn't let us go to the game because uh, Sunday night we got school the next oh, yeah. morning. So we don't get back home till late if we go. So she ain't let us go. And then uh, he had told us when he was leaving the house, he was like, I'm going to call y'all. I'm going to call y'all. We're like, what? Like, what do you, what you mean? And uh, we was watching the game. I think he had like three or four touchdowns that game. And he yeah. had, he had pulled out the flip phone, and I guess that was kind of his way That's hilarious. of like showing us that he was calling us. So yeah. we was in the house excited and stuff like that. So it was definitely a good moment. That's amazing. I'm not sure all the all the young kids watching right now uh, know that you guys got to Google the Joe Horn touchdown celebration. You yeah. know, they're shaking their head. He, 
pulled out a yeah. cell phone. It's a, it's a great video. Classic. Uh, do you have any any uh, celebration plan for your first first NFL touchdown? No. Nah, Give man. it away, man. I'm, I'm going to use this clip when you have that touchdown. I'm going to use it on social media. No, I, I really don't got one, man. I'm, I'm trying to think of something, but it's hard to, it's kind of hard to follow up behind it. Yeah. My dad pulling out a flip phone. Uh, you know what they say, receivers are more the more yeah. the divas and stuff like yeah. that. So I ain't really. Yeah, is that true though? I don't know. If that's true, man. I think I mean, DBs are kind of the divas too, nah, man. Receivers <laughs> got us beat, man. Y'all got us beat. Y'all got DBs beat. I love it. So let uh, I mentioned the, the signing bonus. What'd you do when you with your first million dollars you made? Like, is there any big purchase? I mean, your signing bonus. I mean, public record was like thirteen million dollars or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that that changes your life right away. What What was your first big purchase, man? First big purchase. I got my mom a house oh, in cool. Atlanta. Yeah, that was my first big purchase. And then, well, me personally, I got a uh, G-Wagon. Okay. Blacked uh, out? Blacked out. <laughs> blacked out. Uh, red brake pads, red interior. You got the chain there, too? Uh, yeah, chain. Yeah. But yeah, man, I ain't, I ain't really go too crazy. Uh, that was my my first and probably my only big purchase. Uh, my yeah. mom's house, cars. That was it. What was it like buying your mom a house? Was it a surprise, or you brought her along for it? Like that, that had to be a cool moment. Yeah, that was probably that's probably up there with, with yeah. draft day. Yeah, um, just getting her a house, uh, just making sure she's comfortable. Her not working or doing anything. That's that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. You know, I, I was proud to do that. Did you have a uh, I call it like the welcome to the NFL moment? You know, where as good as you are and as as <coughs> as high as you were picked and as talented as, you, as you've been in the NFL, everyone kind of has that moment where you're like. First practice you get beat or like first really tough day where you're like, oh, this is a whole different yeah. level. Did you have a moment like that? Yeah, man. Actually, C-Mac, just seeing him practice and yeah, work and move, different. he's hand, I try to tell people like he's hands down the best in the league yeah. because I've seen it like every day, uh, how he prepares and stuff like that. That was kind of my welcome to the NFL moment. And uh, actually the first first day of camp, bro, first padded day, he had came, it was like a nub side run uh, to the tight end. Uh-huh. Stretched the C-Mac and I'm on the back side. And it was me and him in the hole. And he had like jumped in the air and froze me. And like hit me with a move. And my body went one way and I tried to tag him off. If, it, if we was really tackling, I wouldn't have made the play. But I had tagged him off. And he just kept running like 80 yards to the crib. I'm like, coach, I got him. He like, everybody on the field like, nah, you wouldn't you have made that him. play. <laughs> so that was kind of my welcome to the NFL moment. Just seeing him work every day and you know how fast yeah. and explosive he is, man. He a different animal. Did, uh, what was rookie initi- initiation like for you? Did you have to do a rookie dinner or anything where you, you spend a ton of money on dinner? Yeah, they, we had to do that, <laughs> the rookie dinner. <laughs> How much did they get you for it? I want to say the bill was like, it wasn't bad compared to what other guys had to pay. I think it was like 11000 yeah, 12000 It's bad, but <laughs> some guys, man, they got to pay twenty five, thirty, thirty thousand. Yeah, 30000 I see some big ones on there, man. Oh, my. Like, Especially when you're a top 10 pick. They, they normally run that thing Yeah, they, they let me <laughs> off easy, man. Like, So... They also made us sing in training camp. Oh, really? Get in front what did of you them. sing? Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, y'all can hear my voice. I'm not the best singer. <laughs> so that was that I was know scary. you were nervous for that, right? Man, super nervous. But I told my uh, Dante Jackson, kind of my OG, uh, you were able to get, get off the stage when they started clapping for you. So whenever they feel like you did enough, they'll clap. clap. So I told Dante when I was going up there, I'm like, bro, get me out of here early. <laughs> so by the time I got to the verse, he just stood up and started clapping. I'm like, thank God. But uh, yeah, those, those are our rookie initiatives. Do we have a video of that anywhere? Of the- no, we don't. I wish we did. <laughs> I wish I could see it. But uh, 
No, we don't have no videos of it. That's funny. You mentioned like the speed and Christian McCaffrey. What was another kind of big difference between college and the NFL game? Was it maybe like the size of the receivers? What, what was the biggest thing that, that you had to adjust to? <clears throat> well, the game is faster, but it's actually slower. Like on Sundays, just with TV timeouts. Oh, it takes and you, longer. Yeah, yeah, you know, between plays, like, you know, in college, it's usually teams running tempo offense. Yeah. So you look into the sideline and get your plays. Um, and just lining up and playing. But in the league, you know, you got to go to the huddle, get to play. Um, and it's so much like it's it's just way like more chill in the NFL. Yeah. Like, you're on the sideline chopping it up about we could be talking about something that don't even got to do with football um, just because the game is so slow and we got TV timeouts every yeah. drive and stuff like that. So that was kind of the main difference to me. It allowed you to just play more comfortable and more relaxed. Is practice a lot easier in the NFL? Yeah, definitely, definitely, especially coming from – the SEC, you know, yeah. Coach Muschamp. He had you guys hitting? Yeah, we used to, we used to practice hard. Uh, but in the league, it's definitely different because just like I said, playing 17 games, you, you're not able to practice full tilt, you know, every week and still make it to Sunday. Yeah. So once you get to that back half of the season, that main goal is just make it to the next yeah, Sunday. walkthroughs all week. Yeah, it's walkthroughs. <laughs> like you, when, well, one day as a corner, you got to get, get one or two days where you yeah. – you know, do a, do a lot of press work or have like a, a work day. For the most part, it's a uh, it's walkthrough, yeah. man. You trying to make it to Sundays. Give me your uh, give me your top three receivers in the NFL. That's another tough one, man. Just because I feel I'll like I'm putting you on the spot. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so many good receivers. Like I I give it to you, but not in the order because uh, I really don't have an order. Like, you've, been, you, you're, you've been media trained. You, you, yeah, I'm saying like <laughs> I really don't have a number one because you could yeah. say Tyreek Hill number one. You can't argue with that. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, yeah. Devontae Adams. You can go with all those guys at number one and it's can't be mad at it. So I'll probably go Devontae Adams at one, Tariq at two, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase at three. It's a good list. Interchangeable, whatever. Because yeah. man, all those guys are, are different, especially in today's game where they scheming them open, moving yeah. them around. They, them guys getting like 12, 13 targets a game. Mm -hmm. So as a corner, it make it tough on you, man. Just yeah. to, it's really going out there trying to contain those guys, just because they get so many targets and they moving around. So yeah, that was that was probably be my top three. Have, have you seen the complexity of offenses change from college NFL? Have you just like the way they use motion and use formations and shifts and things like that? Definitely, definitely. Just because you know, in college, it's so much more like pass happy. Yeah, like quarterback just airing it out. But in the league. They do a good job in the run game of trying to get the ball to the corners. So yeah. basically just making, making the corner tackle, tackle making yeah. you replace. Um, so you have to worry about mm -hmm. stopping Tyreek Hill, who's a 4-2 guy yeah. who's in front of you, but also Tackling. not being late yeah. in the run game because if you late, it's a hard tackle. Yeah. And you miss that tackle, it's out the gate. And the coaches, the coaches, they own you pretty hard about crack replacing and stuff like that. So I feel like in the NFL, that's what makes it so hard, just not knowing the the element, if it's going to be run or pass, uh, what you're going to get, and the receiver moving around, you got to play different positions if you if you follow. I think that's what made the NFL game like a little more complex, a yeah. little harder. The one thing I've seen on film, too, from watching some of your stuff is a lot of offensive coordinators will use motion to get off coverage on you. They don't Definitely. want you to be able to press. Definitely. So they'll motion guys in and out to not allow you to to get hands on the receiver at the line of scrimmage. Have you noticed that? And what is what's kind of how do you combat that? You gotta get your off off coverage together. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was kind of my main focus coming into the league. Like I knew I had to work on my off coverage just because in, in college we played press man and yeah. half turn we was in a half turn most of the time. So 
just playing in a square pedal and working on that part of my game, I know how to develop that. Because like you said, team's not going to let you just they get up there press. and press. Yeah. Like, they know you 6'2", 200. Yeah. And you got a small guy like Tyreek or, you know, just slimmer guys. They're going to move them around, get them into the slot, get them into reductions yeah. uh, to where it make it harder on you yeah. to stop them. So... You know, offensive coordinators do a good job of that, and that's that's what makes it so tough. You are big as hell. When we when I met you out there, I was like, I thought you were about to be a little smaller than that. Yeah, you're like that. a tight end. Yeah, I, I hear <laughs> that a lot. Big dude. Yeah, yeah. Big. I don't. I wouldn't want to go against you, man. You, you got those long arms too. How much do you follow South Carolina and like what Coach Beamer is doing and rebuilding that program? I follow it a lot. My girlfriend still goes it's to South Carolina and play basketball, so I, I keep up with you know all the South Carolina sports, and I'm. It's exciting to see Coach Beamer just changing around. You know, last year seeing us beat Tennessee, who was a, yeah. Tennessee who was a top ten team, and then come back the next week and beat Clemson, yeah. who I wasn't able to beat while I was there. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I had won the game. I was in my house yeah. jumping around. So I'm a big fan of those guys. Uh, Spencer Rattler, you know, Stud. I, yeah, yeah, that's that's my dark horse this year to yeah, win okay. the Heisman. I like yeah, it. I think. Bold prediction. I love it. Yeah, he he heated up at the at the end of the season, yeah. turned that offense around. So. I think Coach Beamer got us going in the right direction. We're getting good recruits in. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see it next year. Have you gotten to meet Coach Beamer or spend a lot of time with him? Yeah, yeah. I met him a, a couple times. Um, I ain't I ain't had a chance to make it back to a game yet just because it's so tough with our schedule yeah. to make it back. But I'm definitely going to catch one next year. You, your girlfriend, who uh, who plays basketball at, at South Carolina, won a national championship last season. Mm-hmm. What was that? Was it cool? Did you get to go to the game? Like, what was what was that process like? <laughs> yeah, man, I, I followed the whole experience going to the SEC tournament, uh, watching them fall short in that yeah. when they was, like, the favorite to win it, and then going to uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. for the Final Four and stuff like that, man. I never got a chance to win a championship. Yeah. I can She's high- got something you don't have. <laughs> yeah, like in high school or college, I never won one. Yeah. So just seeing, you know, all the work they put in and then watching it pay off. In a big win, watching the confetti fall, man, it was it was a great experience. And it, like you said, she yeah. she went up on me, so That's, does she hold that over your head at all? Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's my last NFL, my last shot of getting yeah. getting the ring. So I'm trying to get into that Super Bowl bad, man. You, you got to get it, man. Let's talk about your rookie year quickly. About um, when you had your your injury, how tough was that to overcome? And what was the rehab process like with that in the NFL? Is it three times a day? Is it you know what, yeah. what, what what's it like when you're coming back from that again, especially as a top ten pick that gets hurt in the first year? Yeah, um, it was the process was tough just because you know, like you said, being a top ten pick, mm-hmm. getting they hurt, to play. <laughs> all the pressure, you know, yeah. and then you got. Twitter, you know, yeah. all the fans. Yeah. Like, oh man, why we, we should pick him. <laughs> why we pick him? We should have drafted a quarterback. We should have yeah. did this. But it's it's kind of like just having focus, man. Yeah. Just taking it one day at a time. That's all I could do. Uh, but the toughest part was, you know, as a football player, football is your escape from yeah. everything else. Um, and I didn't have that escape once I got hurt. It was kind of like all I could do is sit up in the room, yeah. with my foot up, and just yeah. wait for my foot to heal. So that was that was the hardest part. And um, as far as the rehab process, like. How much we in there? It depends on the injury. Early on, when I first broke my foot, you after surgery, you just gotta wait it out. Yeah. It's just ice, like stem. You can't really do any active rehab. Yeah. And my foot injury was kind of like bad. Like I broke three bones in one foot. Jeez. Like they they had never seen nothing like it. Just yeah. and all I did was take a step. Like I didn't make no explosive movement or anything. So it was a it was a bad injury. So I was after surgery, I was pretty much just icing. Stemming, but as we were able to, you know, progress to the rehab, like getting on the field, um, doing a bunch of band work with my foot, you know, obviously I was in there more just 
Yeah. Trying to speed up the process. You hurt your foot on a turf field, I believe, right? Yeah, in Houston. Do you have any thoughts about <coughs> turf versus grass? And there's a lot of talk right now about making all NFL teams have grass fields because of injuries. Do you, yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that if it was grass, you would have hurt your foot? I mean, no, I don't. Because just because it was such a, a simple injury, like yeah. I just stepped. And I don't know, maybe my foot got caught in the turf or whatever. But uh, nobody is a fan of the turf. Like, yeah. We had a game in uh, – Versus Detroit at our house, it was probably it was the coldest game in our team history. And just walking the turf before the game, it was like concrete. Yeah. So and no and nobody brutal, wanted to, dude. yeah nobody wanted to play on it. Yeah. So I just I don't get it. It's proven that you know guys get injured more frequently on turf. Yeah. Um, I would think you would want to protect the players and have us at our best every Sunday. So. I understand that it's more to maintenance the grass and keep up with it and stuff like that. So I understand that side. It's the of, NFL, though. You know? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Making billions of dollars. Yeah, like, we figure can't, it out. <laughs> can't at least just give us grass to keep us healthy. Yeah. So it's kind of confusing to me, but like I go back to this above my pay grade. You know, my job <laughs> is to just go out there and play. You got to so. make you a GM, dude. Yeah, <laughs> man. So it is what it is. You know, can't make excuses. Everybody got to play on it. But, yeah. you know, I, I definitely hope they go to all grass fields and just protect, protect the players. Yeah. Because you know that's that's what bring the money to the to the game. And the other part is it like falling on that hurts bad. You get yeah. the turf burn. It, 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 it hurts your body even from like a non-injury sample and just like the soreness is. Yeah, on like turf. you can play a full game on turf, come out with no injuries, and the next day you feel like you've been in a car wreck. Like <laughs> it's just because yeah. it's usually your ankle sore, stuff like that. Just just because you're on the turf. Yeah, and you can feel the difference. We practice on grass, so in camp it's, it's none of that, but. You play on turf that next day, you you would be sore. Looking back on your college career at South Carolina, even your high school career, your two seasons in the NFL, <laughs> what what, do you, what would you say is was your like tipping point where you kind of realized that you could be a really special player, or you know you overcame some you know some adversity and got to the next step? I would say in high school, just having my dad there, I kind of I wouldn't say I knew that I would go to the league, but it was kind of like it was supposed to happen. Yeah, um, it's expected. <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't really put too much thought in thought yeah. into it, and I think that that was that was the key to make it helping yeah. me make it to the league. Um, but I kind of knew once I got to college, and uh, by like the third day of camp, I was starting. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this this ain't as hard as I thought it was I'm gonna special. be. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I kind of I kind of came into college like, yeah, I'm locked in. You know, I know I'm probably gonna have to work. Yeah. To start, but you know, after the third day of camp, I was I was starting. So. That kind of put it in my head that like, okay, you can you can go do it. Like you can be three and out. You can go first yeah. round. It kind of gave me that confidence. But it was definitely some adversity going through college. Like my last year, they didn't even have me like ranked as a top fifty DB in yeah. college, uh, just because I didn't have as much ball production and stuff like that. Uh, so it was definitely some adversity there. But kind of just not overthinking it and just going out there and playing ball. I think that's the main thing to getting through this whole thing. Just playing ball. Don't don't put too much. What people on social media are saying, our expectations, just go play ball. What are your goals for this offseason? What, what are you trying to get better at? <laughs> Everything, you know, just my main thing right now is just taking care of my body because yeah. I, I haven't made it through a full 17 games through two seasons. You know, this year you know, I was relatively, you know, healthy, uh, but yeah. I broke my wrist the second to last game. Uh, and, and that last three game stretch was like playoff games for us. Like, like yeah. you said, we needed those wins. So uh, my main thing this offseason is just my diet, trying to do all the right things yeah. to get through 
17 games because I feel like if I would have did that, you know, maybe I would have made a Pro Bowl or whatever. Take us through the the offseason for an NFL player. Like right now you're you know, at the Super Bowl, then you got to go back for OTAs at some point. What's the what's the offseason like? Where are you training at? That, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's different for, for every guy. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like I'm picking it back up to working out and stuff like that after this week, like yeah. after Super Bowl week because that's officially the end of the season. So uh, I'm going to just slowly progress you know, weight room, then, then get on the field. And uh, when we get back to OTAs, we kind of, you know, start back just lifting. And then it's like phases. So phase one is just lifting. Phase two, you on the field, but no no ball, no helmet. It's just position drills. Yeah. And phase three, you practicing. And then we go back home before training camp for like six, seven weeks. And that's kind of when guys like go hard, like yeah. training hard because you're getting – ready for that grind of training camp. Going into that, it's just, yeah. once OTAs start, you really- You're rolling. You're yeah, rolling. Yeah, yeah. Like your off season is pretty much from the end of the season if you don't make the playoffs to like now. So yeah. I'm starting back next week, <laughs> getting back on the grind. You taking any vacations? You going anywhere? Yeah, you guys take vacations, yeah. you know. Cause Where are you we, going? Me and my girl trying to go out the country. We ain't picked a, yeah. a, a destination yet. Uh, I'm kind of nervous. It's going to be my first time going out the country. Oh, really? So Yeah. You get that passport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my mom trying to get me set up. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm kind of nervous, but it should be fine. A couple more questions, and we'll take some questions from the crowd. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? I would probably say from my dad, kind of just keeping your cup, you know, half full. Just don't, don't ever think you made it or got it figured out. Yeah. Because you can learn from everybody. Like, and that's just not in football, that's in life. Like, you can learn from the janitor. Mm. He can give you a life tip. Like, so kind of just never thinking you bigger than everybody, staying humble, uh, and just being down to earth. That's kind of, you know, the way I try to live my life. Just yeah. try to still be a normal guy, even though it's hard to be it's normal tough, right? when, you, when you're an NFL athlete. But <clears throat> I never want anybody to walk away just saying like, oh, that guy yeah. think he's all that, or he, he thinks he knows it all, yeah. or he cocky or stuck up. So I try to just show love to everybody and just show that I'm the same as, as you. Yeah. Like, we can chop it up and talk about normal yeah. stuff too. So that's kind of, you know, the best advice I receive. What's something that you do every day without fail? Play the game. What, what, what do we play? Madden? Uh, Madden. Yeah. I'm a big you Madden. You tough on Madden? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I play a lot of Madden. Uh, 2K, Fortnite. I play, <laughs> I play a lot of games. I love Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, so those games I play every day. If I travel, I bring it with me everywhere I go to yeah. the PlayStation. So uh, I'm a big gamer. I don't really do too much. You know, I'm a homebody. I don't do too much outside of that. I heard that you were pretty pretty good at basketball in high school, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me a breakdown of your game a little bit. Are you still playing at all? I try to, but, you know, yeah. my agent and stuff. Oh, you don't, you don't want you to play, right? <laughs> yeah, <they're, laughs> you know, He's shaking his head, no? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, play, I grew up playing a lot of basketball. It's kind of yeah. basketball and football. But when I got to, like, 10th grade, I realized, man, you got to be like six four, six five, just to. Yeah, you're have, small in basketball. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm short in basketball, so that in football I'm tall. Yeah. I kind of just made that switch, like I'm gonna let it go, yeah. man. I'm, I'm sticking to football, okay. but I still like to play for fun and stuff like that. What, like, were you a shooter? Were you a defensive guy? Like, what, what was your game like in high school? Yeah, so in high school I wasn't this big. Like yeah. my my sophomore year, I was probably like five eight. Oh, you were tiny. Yeah, I was probably like five <laughs> eight, one sixty. Something like that. So I was a shooter. What'd you grow in one offseason? You just yeah, got like, huge? <laughs> I came back my junior year at like 5'10", 5'11". You walked into school, people were like, what yeah, happened Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but I was I was a shooter, man. I was yeah. a small guy. Um, I could pass, real good passer. Uh, but, man, 
once I grew, I lost my shot. So oh, really? now yeah. my game in total, obviously, I'm defense and just driving, dunking the ball. Like, that's that's kind of my game now. Yeah. What drives you to be successful? What's your why? Um, Just my love for the game of football. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I owe it to the game. And uh, just go back to, I heard Jalen Ramsey say this, like, God blessed us with so much talent. Like, I want to maximize that. Like, yeah. get the most I can out of that because <clears throat> there's a lot of guys that would – Die to be in this position, um, but may not have the athletic athletic ability, or may not have had the same circumstances I had yeah. growing up, uh, and wasn't able to make it. So just for that, I want to maximize this opportunity. And uh, you know, my I always said in high school, my goal is to be the, the best to ever play the position. So I just want to work towards that. You know, even if it don't happen, I want to just know I put my all into it yeah. and gave my all to the game. When your NFL career is all said and done, and people talk about J.C. Horn. What do you want them to say? What do you want them to remember? Uh, just a stand-up guy, you know, a solid guy, um, a fan of everybody, uh, yeah. was a humble guy. Just like I just mentioned, just down to earth and was a cool guy to be around and talk to. And also a guy that was, you know, about his business, you know, put in the work in the film room, you know, put in the work at practice. And, you know, just a guy that my teammates and my coaches can depend on, like, every Sunday – we know JC gonna show up yeah. and put his best foot forward. That's kind of my mindset when it comes to like, when my career ends, it's, it's all said and done. That's the kind of guy I want to be. And also just working back and impacting younger players. Cause as a, as a young high school player, I, I was a guy that was reaching out to all the top athletes. Like, yeah, getting advice. And yeah, stuff, like, yeah. man, what, what do you do? Like, yeah. motivate me. Like, yeah. that was kind of my thing. So anytime a high school guy or a college guy DM me, yeah. Like, hey, bro, I, I watch your tape. Uh, I look up to you. I try to, like, respond to that and give them some some gems, and maybe we form a relationship yeah. like that. So that's that's kind of the guy I want to be. Yeah, and the greatest of all time. Right? Yeah, and, and, and the greatest <laughs> of all time. Uh, last thing, if you if there's a, a young high school athlete <coughs> watching this, wants to play college football, what, what's the advice you're giving them? Keep the main thing the main thing. I feel like in today's – like in today's world, it's it's so hard to do that. Yeah. Just because of social media, man. Like yeah. everybody want to be different. Everybody want to be that guy, but it really ain't about that. You know, it's yeah. about keep it about football, bro. Like keep it about being the best football player you can be. Yeah. If you do that, all the other stuff will come with it. You know, everything that you want, it'll come with it if you just yeah. keep football the main thing. Like, and I think a lot of young guys like struggle with that. Like, yeah. they worried about all the other stuff. Um, and it's hard, especially in college when they, they paying guys down. Yeah. See guys on campus with Man. AMG Mercedes <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's hard to say that and do it. We didn't do that when I was in yeah. college, but that would be my main advice to the young young generation, man. Just focus on football, focus on your craft, and uh, all the stuff, extracurricular stuff that you want, it'll come with it. You would have made some money in NIL if they had it when you were playing, huh? Man, especially the South as, Carolina fans, yeah. man. Hey, <laughs> got a great fan base, man. I, I hate that I can't go back. Oh, I think about it all the time, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it kills me. Uh, but appreciate your time, man. This was awesome. Oh, thanks yeah. for thanks for uh, finding time during the Super Bowl week to talk to 